Good morning, Gary Gorman. Good morning. How are, How are you? Yeah, 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 I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, sir. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful morning it's here, in, here in South Birmingham. Yes, um, I gathered you'd moved. I have, yeah, I moved in December. Are you um, enjoying life there? I am indeed. It's very, very nice. I've just uh, just been to, uh, I went for a walk at half past seven this morning. Um, I've got a country park, literally 10 minutes walk down the road, beautiful lake in it and woods and everything else. And um, yeah, I, did that, I didn't even know that was there when I moved here. Quite, quite strange. Wonderful. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until um, this sort of lockdown situation happened that uh, somebody said to me, you like walking, don't you, Graham? And I said, yes. I said, well, go and walk around uh, Kingfisher Country Park. It'll take you about three days to walk all the way around it. And um, <laughs> I still haven't walked all the way around it. So um, anyway, yes, so I just uh, for the benefit of uh, anyone who listens to this, uh, when I put it out there, I, this is uh, the Heart Shaped Decisions podcast. And I've got somebody that I've known for a long time and haven't spoken to for a good while. Um guest in this morning is Gary Gorman. So, um, Gary, uh, could you uh, tell people a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you're up to these days, please? Yes, Graham. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to. Thank and first of all, uh, thank you for obviously inviting me along to your podcast. Um, you're most welcome. My name's Gary Gorman. I'm an expert in negotiation, um, particularly in helping commercial teams agree more profitable trading terms and contracts and agreements. Mm -hmm. um, I've been uh, I've been doing that for how long have we known each other, Graham? Years, haven't we? I've been doing it probably for 14, 15 years now. Mm. Um, and I did I, I I help businesses through um, essentially through three ways. First of all, face to face classroom uh, facilitation training courses. Secondly, mm -hmm. through consultation where I'm perhaps sit at their side and help them if they, they've got a particularly tricky uh, negotiation to navigate their way around. And uh -huh. thirdly, I'm just developing a, a range of online products that, again, will be available shortly. So so three ways, essentially. Oh, brilliant. How did you get into particularly negotiation? Uh, well, as, as you say, we've known each other for – I've known you since about – 2010, probably. I've only for at least 10 years, haven't I? I think at least, Graham. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how quickly the time goes. Yeah. Um, well, I've I've always been a, a sales trainer. Um, my background um, is in uh, commercial sales teams in various businesses. So mm. it was a logical progression into into helping sales teams. Uh, negotiation is an area that. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, negotiation is an area that isn't particularly well serviced. There's lots of sales trainers out there. Uh, yeah. Negotiation is the element that takes place once the sales agreed. So it's the have the after customers said yes. It, it's the element that gets them say on which on the terms on which they will buy. Yes. So I basically mm -hmm. I, I had expertise in both areas, but I I kind of niched down. Um, into help in, in, in when most traffic wasn't, I suppose. There's yeah. thousands of sales trainers. There's a handful of uh, negotiation experts, of which I'm one. Yeah, brilliant. Good. No, it's good to know that. Yeah, because when I, when I first met you, I, I, I clearly remember the first time I ever met you, Gary. Um, Go on. And it, was, 
it was at a um, networking meeting in Grantham where you, do you still live there? I still live there, yeah. Still, still live yeah, there. Well, in the same yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I come along to this networking meeting in Grantham and you were actually facilitating it. And um, you were really funny the way you were doing it. You got you made me laugh, you know. You, and I thought, yeah, this guy's got something. There's some sort. Of, I felt some sort of connection. You're, with you're, you. you're easily pleased, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not, believe it or not. I, can't, you know, I think um, I think I like you know. I'm I've always been drawn to people that are genuine and authentic. I know that authentic is an overused word, but. Um, I felt that you were. I felt that you, you know, you weren't. You weren't pretending to be anything that you weren't. Yeah, um, that's that's nice. People, nice to know. Yeah, there are people out there who pretend to be something because they think it's going to get them somewhere. But you're you're not like that, and that's what sort of drew me to you, and that that's what sort of kept me kept me in contact with you ever since, I suppose. Really, because I met a lot of people around that time, um, and there are only probably a handful of them that I'm still in touch with. Yeah, and you're one of them. Thank you, Graham. So, so you know, I think so. What? Yeah. So, what? Um, what did you do before? I, I, I can't remember actually what you did. Didn't you used to work for a big uh, pharmaceutical company? I used like to. That? Yes, I used to work for Boots. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I worked there for uh, fifteen years. Um, wow. Again, in the commercial teams, really. Start joined them as a um, account manager um, mm. working with pharmacy multiple chains so mm. um, you know account management with their head officers uh, negotiating new listings promotions and things like that mm. um, did a stint in trade marketing as well uh, which has stood me in good stead for running my own business later on um, mm. I worked, I fell into training like most of us do. Um, the sales director at the time wanted to establish an in-house training team because we were, with. Uh, I, I still say we, even after all these years, I still say we. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were trying to establish an internal sales, uh, internal training team as opposed to outsourcing all the time. Um, yeah. So I set up the the training team. Really, only a small small but merry band of four of us. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I I managed three of the trainers, and we delivered uh, developmental workshops, not only just to the sales teams, but to marketing, trade marketing, regulatory, production, purchasing, all the elements of a large business. And I mm. headed, I headed up the training team that did that. Yeah. Um, the reason I fell in, I went into freelancing. Uh, and this is probably a heart-shaped decision, I suppose, um, was I got made redundant. Um, right. The whole business, that I, the, old, the whole arm of boots that I was involved in got sold to a, a company called Wreck-It Ben Kaiser, who manu yeah. manufactured Anodin and various other products. Um, yeah. They bought our brand. So essentially, we were given the opportunity to join them but it, mm. it would mean moving around the country, which I didn't really want to do. And I took the decision to set up my own business. Um, that's 14 years ago, and the rest is history. Mm. Yeah, well, so I must have known you when you've probably been about sort of two or three years into that then. Yeah, started in mm. 20, uh, started in 2006, Graham. Yeah, that's right. So that's 14 yeah. years. So did mm. we meet in 2010, you were saying? 
I think so. Yeah. I think it was 2010 or 11. Around yeah, about that time, around about that time, wasn't it? I'm not really sure. I, yeah, I used at the time I was a member of a networking group called Four Networking. I think you, well, you obviously were too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I'd actually just started working for myself for the second time um, at that point, and uh, I'd written my, I've written my book, and of course, with my second book, I actually got you to write the introduction to, didn't I? You did. I, um, I wrote you a folder. Hope, hope it was okay. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, you know, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, I was privileged to have you write it, yeah, because, um, yeah, I'm actually writing another one at the minute. All right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm writing actually the book about the heart-shaped decisions thing, because that's sort of something that I just came to me uh, last year, yeah. really. Yeah, good. All the, good. All, yeah, all the major decisions that I've made in my life, personally and professionally. And, and, you, been, and, and you've made one or two, Graham. Let's, uh, let's, let, let, let's be truthful, you have. <laughs> yes, yeah, I have. I, you know, I have. And even to the point of, you know, um, in my early, I'm now in my sort of early 60s, and um, well, I, don't, I don't feel that old. I don't know what you're supposed to feel like when you're 63. But um, I, I don't think I feel like it. I still feel 18. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I moved over to I moved over to Birmingham last December, and that was a heart-shaped decision because I met my lovely partner uh, three years ago, just over three years ago, and it became obvious that we wanted to be closer together. So I said, well, I'm going I'm to move over to Birmingham. And she said, are you really going to do that? I said, well, yeah. You know, because I want to, I want to be closer to her. So that that was a heart shaped decision. That it, that it probably took me three years to make it. But you know, it's a, and I don't regret it for one single second. You know, even now with the sort of whole lockdown situation, I would rather be locked down here than in Peterborough. To be quite honest with you, who, um, who wouldn't? And that's nothing, nothing against Peterborough for anybody. Any of my friends in Peterborough <laughs> who might end up. You 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 said that, not me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, I just really like it here. I just seem to have picked the right house. And, um, yeah, I just I think um, I made the right decision there. But tell me about any, you know, any other heart-shaped decisions that you that you might have made in your life, Gary, that, yeah, that I don't already know about, perhaps. Well, I, I, I suppose the first one was getting married at 23 with no money. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and still married to the same person, so yes, yeah. I notice you have a very successful and strong marriage, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, mm. so we're on thirty-five years this year. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So that that was the I suppose the first heartfelt one. Uh, mm. uh, neither of us we we met at university and um, graduated one after the other. I graduated first. My wife graduated after the year after. Um, Mm. I worked for uh, Duracell Batteries, selling batteries, and was basically paying back a student overdraft, had very little money, but we wanted to get Mm. married. So so we did. We got got married at 23. And so that was the first heart-based decision. That was... Mm. You know, uh, of buying a house and a property. And in those days, you could have hundred hundred percent mortgages and things like that. So yeah. we were kind of mortgaged up to the hilt, very little money that because we were paying back student loans and things. Uh, mm. But that's that's all worked out for the best, thankfully. Uh, the the I, I, I suppose the other one is is the one I touched upon where when I was made redundant from Boots, I 
I did have offers to go into other corporate businesses and do a, a similar role, mm-hmm. either as a as a sales manager or as a training manager. Um, but I wanted yeah. I wanted to follow my heart. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd always wanted to be self-employed, but never had the can I say balls? Can I say balls? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. You said it now. So <laughs> no, 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 this will go out completely unedited and unexpurgated. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. Okay, I, I I didn't have the guts or balls to <laughs> or or opportunity to do it. Let's let's be frank. Mm. I had a bit of a soft landing because I'd been at Boots fifteen years. Redundancy packages were quite decent in those days. So yeah. my heart shaped decision was to to say, you know, let's let let's give it two years. I've got enough pay for two years. Let's see, sink or swim. I I, I don't look back later in life and think that was the opportunity to at least try to run my own business. Yeah. Um, so there was a degree of head to it in terms of thinking, look. You know, I did have a, it wasn't a cliff edge. I did have a, a soft landing. So there was a bit of head decision around it. But but, mm. but it was the hardest thing to do because the easy option would have been to go into another corporate treadmill, another corporate job. So so that was a real yeah. heartfelt decision in terms of setting up my own business. Um, I'm mm. the son of a, a self-employed car dealer from, uh, so I always had this kind of self-employment in, in my veins and in my blood. But right. Never had the fork in the road that enabled me to do that. So, so when that fork appeared, I I leapt into self-employment, and that was, as I mentioned earlier, two thousand and six. Mm. Um, and and I, and I, I suppose since running my own business, I've been a bit more logical, using my more logical side because I'm the book stops with us, Graham, doesn't it? As when we're managing business, yes. you know. So I'm a yeah. bit more rational in terms of expenditure out of the business. Do I genuinely need that? Will that generally add value to customers and, you know, to my business and, and my clients? So I'm a bit more, a bit more mm. careful and a bit more logical on that front. However, yes. a little bit like you, I'm, I'm very intuitive. I, I get a sense of a feeling for people. A little bit like you, you know, mm. um, kindly said about you, you sort of clicked with me straight away. I, I, I'm exactly that. I... I, I, I'm quite good on on gut feel. I use my gut feel and my intuition, and it's it's rarely let me down. Um, mm. I'd be lying if I said it at all. It it had never let me down, but it's rarely let me down. Um, so again, I'm, I guess I'm using my heart rather than rather than logic, I suppose, rather than, rather than my head side, or the, the the logic side of my brain. Yeah, I, I'm very much I'm very much the same. I mean, I do I do have a logical side to my you know, I do have a logical side, but it's very underdeveloped. To be yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's my partner is the logical one. You know, she she was you know, she thinks I'm crazy half yeah. the time because and she, you know, she said, you know, she said, why don't you just get a part time job? You've got, you know, um, I said, well, because I've, I've got this message that I need to get out there, um, and you know, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this year this this year. Funnily enough, this whole heart-shaped decision thing came to me last September. I mean, I've been talking about my story for quite a long time and doing you know, all sorts of different bits and pieces of work. Um, and then I thought, you know, I, I thought uh, this idea came to me about, you know, heart-shaped decisions in last September. And um, I decided I was going to do something with it. So then I got I got asked to, I got asked to join a 
mastermind group, which was being run by a good friend of mine called David Hino, who's a professional speaker. You might have heard. Yes, of him. I know. Um, I know the name. Yeah. And uh, he's good, yeah, become a good friend of mine over the last two or three years. And he said, "Would you like to join a mastermind group that I'm running for the whole of 2020?" I said, "Yes, 2020 is going to be my year." And everything just started happening. And then um, we had this whole COVID-19 crisis. So it sort of brought things around to a halt. But then I've just concentrated on what I can do rather than what I can't do um, for the last sort of uh, eight weeks yeah. or so. And you know, things, things, are, things are actually happening. So, you know, you just, I think that's one of the things you have to do as a self-employed person is you have to be quite resilient. Oh, definitely. You? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I've had um, I've had bleak times, yeah, you know, me me mentally bleak times because, and and ironically, hmm. that doesn't necessarily correlate with when business is tricky. I've I've had a period in the last couple of years. I don't whether you know this makes sense, but my business has never been um, doing as well as it has in the last couple of years. But there were right. bouts when I was sort of thinking, well, I'm not really happy. It, it, it sounds bizarre, but it was a case of. You know, I think thinking is is this all there is to it? You know, I'm really busy. I'm running around here, then everywhere. I'm staying away a lot. I'm not at home much. Yeah. Uh, you know, ra ra racking up a reasonable amount of money, um, but 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 ultimately, in my soul, not that particularly happy. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, for me, it's not about the money. It really, isn't. I mean, you know, it's not. I don't particularly want to be a um, somebody who sort of travels around and stays in premier rooms all the time. I know you do a lot of that because I see it on social yeah. media occasionally. You're in you're in another purple palace, you know. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah. Other other budget hotels are yes. available, of course. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, it's, so it's, it's it's that it's that feeling of uh, you know. I, re I remember so it must be like when when rock stars reach the top and go a bit off the rails. They've got everything got everything yeah. and you think what on earth are you unhappy about and yet you know i'm, I'm not i'm yeah. not comparing myself to, to those sorts of people but just to paint a picture of, of how i was feeling a, a couple of years ago you know everything was going really well i was i was earning a lot you know a reasonable i was gonna say lots of money but you know re relatively lots of money um, mm. and, and 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 but but never felt so down it was really strange but that's I, I I think that again is the heart is working from the heart, isn't it? It's thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'm logically so. I'm fulfilled because I'm earning a reasonable amount of money, and you know, business is on a, a, a real real growth path. So my head is my head is yeah. saying, Gary, you're doing really well here, but my heart wasn't was was not saying that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I totally get that, Gary, because I was. Um... You know, the last corporate job I had, which I left in 2010, um, you know, I was travelling uh, around the UK, I was travelling a bit in Europe, I went to the Middle East, um, and people said, oh, you've got a really glamorous job, you're, always, you know, you're away from home sort of three nights a week, same hotels and all the rest of it, and I didn't feel glamorous to me at all. Um, I was earning reasonably good money, uh, and I, some of the work was enjoyable, but some of the work wasn't. I was being managed by somebody who I didn't get on with, um, who didn't, who knew less about what I did than I did. <laughs> we've all we've all had those crap. Which is so often the way in corporate life, unfortunately. But, you know, in the end, I actually just walked away from that job 
And um, you know, I thought I've got to do something. I've got to do something different. I can't do that anymore. Um, and it, it did coincide with me having just finished paying off the mortgage on my house and everything. So it was, it was, um, you know. But, so I don't. You know, once you don't have that big outgoing every month, you, it does free up, free you up to make um, more heart shaped and head shaped decisions. Yes, it like does. But. Um, yeah, I don't regret that at all. I've done, you know, I've done some really interesting work since then, and continued to, you know, I'm at the moment talking, uh, talking about the. I'm particularly interested at the minute in helping young people, um, so you know, to actually have better lives, to actually have have more, you know, more, um, you know, more interesting lives, I guess, and to, to actually have the confidence to be themselves. Yeah. And um, you know, so I'm actually talking about, you know, the, Talking to people about when things when things improve, you know, later on this year, hopefully, um, doing some speaking in schools and also helping young offenders. Because of course, as you know, I was a young offender myself many, many, many years yes. ago. And so, yeah, I've, I've, I'm actually looking, speaking. I'm talking to people at the minute about going and working, helping young offenders in the near future when we, you know, when we can go and do face to face stuff with them. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. It's all, you know, it's all quite. Uh, so, so how how are you coping with this whole lockdown situation? Obviously, it will have had an effect on you, business wise. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I suppose I've been through the the change curve that we all go through, haven't we, Graham? In terms of, yeah. you know, initially the shock and is this really happening? And how how will we manage? Mm. And how will we, you know, how will my business cope? And how and how will we cope as a as a household unit? Um, so, but kind of coming out, hopefully coming out the other side now in, th- in terms of I've used the time to, I, I, as, I, as I said before, I, I was very tired. So I was ready for a break. But, but, but what I wanted mm. to do was, was gradually and slowly bring the brakes on rather than come to a juddering halt that obviously COVID yes. brought, brought along. So it, yeah. it has given me time to reflect yeah. a bit more, um, move a few things um, that I do face to face to more of an online platform, re- read a lot more, mm. do a lot more exercise. I feel a lot better. Uh, so oh, it's, it's been positive. I, I'm wanting it to end. I'm, I am. I must admit, last week I found it tough. Uh, I'm not sure. That was week mm. seven. I'm, I'm not sure why particularly, but last week I found it a bit tough. But uh, but no, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to end now, really. So, you know, safely, and I understand, understand the safety concerns, of course, but I'm wanting to get back yeah. to that whole, that, you know, that, that odd phrase of the new normal, but it gets back to some form of normality. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, um, it's just, I, I don't like being cooped up. I don't, don't like, I mean, no, I've, no, I've, I'm, I'm, I've saved I'm a fortune saying. on petrol, put it that way. Oh, me too. Goodness me, my car's never been so. You know, I mean, I, I probably put about twenty quid worth of petrol in my car in the yes. last month. Oh, that's that's tw- that's twenty quid more than I have. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but no, it's but, it's um, it's been an interesting exercise in how perhaps uh, it, it'll be a case study in the future about how how government should not run crises. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point, actually, because they, you know, they, yeah, they. I mean, the, the problem with the, you know, the I don't like to get too much into politics, but the um, problem with the government that we have in the UK at the moment 
is that they were not put together to deal with something no. like this. You know, if you go into corporate life, I mean, uh, you know, if you have a company that had, uh, you know, they were, um, this government was actually put together to take us out of Europe. Um, and they're not qualified to deal with a crisis like no. this at all. But it's, it, it, it's given great yeah, opportunities for, for, you know, for myself and yourself. It's given uh, material for, for talks and for... Uh, oh goodness me! Yeah, change programs. I do a lot of a bit of change program work with clients, and this is a great example of how yeah. not to run change. Oh goodness me! Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, really, really. You know, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's one of the worst, one of the worst case scenarios. That, but anyway, yeah, it's just um, not good at all. You want, you know, you just do. You actually wonder every time whether. Oh, I try not to watch the news too often now because it always yes, seems to be the same. But um, yeah. you wonder, you think to yourself, how you know, what you know, what checks and balances do we need to put in place in the future to make sure that people, you know, with um, a little bit more qualification for general government and dealing with crisis actually end up in yes. in government. Yeah. But anyway, but, uh, never, never, anyway. never talk about politics. I've often found. <laughs> No, I try not. I try and keep out. Of, I, do, I do try yeah. to. Um, I try to steer clear of it in yes. my professional yeah. life. You know, I, I have. I have um, dipped my toe in the water. Per, you know, personally, just as a, just as yeah, to see what the experience is like. And it, it's not something that I would care to repeat. No, me neither. Right. I got. I got. I was asked. I was asked to stand for the local council in Peterborough, um, and uh, when I saw all the as it goes on, I thought, no, that's not for me. Um, it's not, a, you know, it's not, yeah, because you've got to almost compromise yourself to get involved. In yes. Yeah. Like yeah. It, would, it wouldn't have been true to my own, it wouldn't have been, you know, I don't think I could have remained true to my, my poor self, personality. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to make heart-shaped decisions, would you? No. No, well, I would, but they wouldn't have been very popular, and I wouldn't have been very popular. <laughs> uh, I, I always feel I always try and champion the underdog. I think, and that's not that's not necessarily the way that the world no, is, unfortunately. No. So, anyway, Gary, it's been absolutely amazing speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time, and um, we'll have to we'll have to catch we up. We will, Greg. Yes, too. no, no problem. So, thank you for inviting me. Hey, yeah, there are so many people that, have, that I've actually spoken to in the last few weeks since I started doing this. That, you know, I haven't some of them I haven't spoken to for a while, and um, it's yeah, it's been it's been a fantastic um, fantastic exercise. And thank you so much, and all the very best with them. Um, yes, with you and you too, Graham. All right, you take care. You too. Thanks bye, a lot, bye, Gary. Yes, bye, bye.